Hey, the Mariners lost again. What else is new? At least they put up a fight this time, I guess. We'll attempt to find some positives from last night's game. Uh, talk about Matt Brash and get you set for tonight's matchup on Locked On Mariners. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, May 6th. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tadding Gonzalez, reporter and editor over at allseahawks.com. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, S-D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more, and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you are interested and want more of us and if this is your first time joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it the mariners now have their second four game losing streak in as many weeks we're gonna Get into that. We're going to talk about the team transitioning Matt Brash to the bullpen, and we'll also get you set for Logan Gilbert's start tonight against the Rays. But Colby, let's start with last night's game. Jesse Winker and Adam Frazier getting their first home runs in Mariners uniforms. Of course, it would take the same amount of time for Jesse Winker and Adam Frazier to both get their first home runs because they are totally the same exact hitter, same exact profile, same exact power, of course. Um but yeah, so the, uh, the 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 Mariners lost again, unfortunately, four three the score. They were down four nothing at one point, but they were able to make some form of comeback thanks in part to Winker and Frazier's home runs. Robbie Ray started in this game. He looked solid for the most part, but did give up the four runs. The big one, of course, the three run shot by Mike Zanino, of course. What did you see out of Ray in this one, Colby? I actually thought he was pretty good. Um... Not great. Uh, definitely better than his uh, final line would indicate. Um, you look at a lot of the hits that were given up, particularly in the uh, in the one inning, the Rays did any damage. A lot of soft contact. Even the Zanino home run, which turned out to be the deciding factor, wasn't hit all that hard. Ninety-eight miles an hour. It had an expected batting average of two ninety. Um, it just it wasn't like he was getting you know hit around the ballpark. Um, wasn't weren't a ton of strikeouts, which you know, kind of becoming a thing with Robbie Ray, and that's not really what you signed up for. But overall, I thought he was just, I thought he was fine. Um, mm. I, I, I graded him very well on my game score thing. He didn't give up a ton of hard contact. He didn't walk anybody. Um, I think he had one walk actually. So, I mean, nothing that is nothing that would suggest that he should have given up four runs. Um, in the six innings, the fastball, we saw him hit 95 a couple times. He was up to 94, even in the, in his last inning, uh, lots of good sliders. Um, just not quite a hundred percent what we wanted to see from him. Uh, not yet at least, but uh, he was, I thought he was pretty good. And like I said, in the fourth inning exit velocities of 33 miles per hour, 83, 70, 98.4, 58.9 and 92.4 that ended up to four runs. For the Rays, that's that's bad luck. That yeah. plain and simple, that's bad luck. Um, I thought Robbie Ray actually pitched pretty well last night. Bad luck's kind of a running theme for the Seattle Mariners. They hit balls hard, 
they land in gloves. Other teams uh, hit balls soft, they land on grass or sometimes even in the seats as, uh, you know, exhibited there by Mike Zanino. Obviously, you know, 90 plus miles per hour off the bat is still pretty hard, but you, you get what I'm saying. Uh, the, you shouldn't be uh, experiencing such luck as much as the Mariners are right now. The number of fly balls that Jesse Winker has hit this year that look gone off the bat that have died. Yeah. Compared to what Mike Zanino did last night is just yeah. baseball slapping Mariner fans in the face. It, it's cruel and it's it's annoying um but hey you know it, it it's part of baseball right now and unfortunately when you when you're 20 what are we 26 games into the year now and mm. you have three separate four game winning streaks or four game losing streaks i mean it, it's going to be pretty easy for fans to just jump to the we suck instead of it's 26 games uh yeah. side of the argument here well, and also not be able to see that there is a lot of bad luck involved here for the Mariners. A lot of a lot of balls not bouncing their way, basically. Um, and it's uh, you know it's pretty frustrating to watch on a nightly basis because like yeah, the the Mariners are certainly shooting themselves in the foot in certain places in certain areas. They had some opportunities last night where they could have scored runs and, and made this uh, a closer an even closer game or, you know, tied things up or even took the lead um, at one point or another. And they, and they failed to capitalize, but also, you know, like you mentioned, especially with someone like Jesse Winker, he's been kind of the face of the, uh, the bad luck for the, for the Mariners this year. And, um, and he just, you know, he, he continues to hit balls hard and they just, <laughs> for whatever reason, won't find grass, won't find seats. However, he did finally last night, and uh, you messaged me right after that. Um, that was very impressive what Jesse Winker did last night with his home run. What impressed you about that? Well, it's off of a tough lefty. It was a pretty good pitch, and he hit it to dead center field on what mm. was a pretty chilly and, and rainy uh, Seattle night. Um, that's pretty impressive uh, in early May. Um, also, it was, it was just a screamer. It wasn't a high-towering fly ball that just kept carrying uh, it had legitimate, you know, power behind it. Um, it. It's a little bit different from his his near miss home runs because these were more line drives, and his previous home runs, or his, the balls that died, were really high towering fly balls that just kind of ran out of steam. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he made an adjustment or if, what whatever doesn't really matter. Um, it was just a really impressive, uh, really impressive display of hitting off of. What uh, is a very, very tough lefty um, and on mm-hmm. what was a pretty decent pitch um, from McClanahan. Mm-hmm. It wasn't center cut. It was outside a little bit, but he still uh, he still was able to turn on it and take it out to dead center. That's pretty impressive. And I'd be remiss not to mention that his first home run as a Mariner came after he was moved down to the six hole immediately after he was moved mm. down to the six hole. Well, Clearly. thankfully, moving Julio Rodriguez ahead of him really helped the Mariners because Julio was fantastic last night as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ignore that part. We're gonna imagine ignore that part because it, does, it doesn't fit my narrative. It imagine doesn't fit my watching narrative. Julio hit last night and thinking that guy deserves to be top four in the Mariners lineup, as somebody suggested. Yep, absolutely. Huge step back for Julio, by the way. Holy cow. <laughs> Those were some really, really bad at bats. 
They um, they were not great. They were not great. Especially he, he the last cer- two. He is certainly at the Ooh, forefront boy. of those missed opportunities that I was talking about earlier yeah. on in the show. Nice. Uh, yep. Uh, but, uh, it, it was not not a not a red letter day for for Julio Rodriguez. However, yeah, I am still going to I, I am going to ignore that side of things because that doesn't fit my narrative here. What does fit my narrative though is Actually. that I is that my recommendation got picked up by Scott Service, who clearly listens to the Locked On Mariners podcast, and uh, fixed Jesse Winker. Jesse yeah, Winker is fixed, guys. Good. You're welcome. Also, <laughs> so go ahead and put him up in the three hole where he belongs then. <laughs> Hey, no, I said I said to make to it a fluid Julio situation. Added. If the results come, move okay. him back up. So yeah, Julio, who was the worst hitter on the team last night, um, but ironically, still had the hardest hit ball of the night. So there you go. Um, by the way, uh, and, it, and it was an out. And it was an out. It, it was one hundred eight off. One hundred eight off of the bat. Of course, it was an out because why not? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, the Mariners had uh, what is this uh, six? Of the top eight hard hit balls last night, mm. uh, only two of them were hits. That's fun. One a home run and one a Suarez single that drove in a run. Uh, Eugenio Suarez hit the ball t- hard twice last night, mm. um, both on the ground. One kicked off the pitcher's glove for a, a single. The other one was the, the ground ball. Um, had a 580 expected batting average on it. Of course, it went for an out. So uh, I don't know. Maybe Suarez just likes hitting at T Mobile or maybe he's making an adjustment here or there. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. uh, he did have a couple hard hit balls, which is nice because holy cow, he had maybe the worst road trip I've ever seen from anybody. Um, Yeah. So yeah, there was, there were some, uh, some positive signs, I would say. Yeah, definitely some positives here. The fact that they were actually able to make it close, that they didn't just get absolutely, you know, uh, obliterated by, by Shane McClanahan. Um, and actually, you know, put up some runs and brought this thing close and they didn't get shut out. They didn't get no hit because for the first few innings there kind of looked like maybe that's where we were heading. And uh, yeah, thankfully they, they avoided that. And um, we saw some better production out of the Mariners. I would say this was their most admirable effort over the last four games, but um, still, the, uh, <laughs> still not yeah, great. Well, you know what? I'm chalking this one up to mostly bad luck. Robbie yep. Ray was better than McClanahan. Um, Statline mm. won't show it, but he was. Went deeper, gave up less, gave up uh, fewer hard hits despite facing more batters. Same number of strikeouts, fewer yeah. walks. Robbie Ray was better than McClanahan last night. Just sometimes when it rains, it pours, and you don't get the ball to fall your way. And it happened to the Mariners a couple times. Like I said, six of the eight hardest hit balls in play last night, two hits one of them was a single so just it's it's a bummer man it's just one of those times where it's very annoying and i get the frustration from from a lot of people but also at the same time it's i mean what do you want them to do hit the ball softer by the way mike sanino's home run 10th hardest hit ball last night Mm. 10th yeah so yeah that's uh that's really annoying that's really annoying Baseball gods, this frowning upon the Mariners all year long so far. Uh, so let's switch things over to the uh, to the pitching for for the Mariners. They uh, obviously sent Matt Brash down yesterday, 
and it looks like they have a different plan for him for the rest of the year. We're going to be getting into that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. Summer is coming, and with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Just throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. And the best part about Built Bars, they are healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health with built bar you can have both and it's easy all you have to do is go to built.com and order now all built bars and puffs are covered in 100 real chocolate that means that with built bar you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein now compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs go to built.com to get all your favorites banana cream pie raspberry double chocolate and so many more they are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time so check them out at built.com use promo code locked 15 that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 to get 15 percent off your first order again that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off at built.com this episode of lockdown mariners is also brought to you by blue nile whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance blue nile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom Mark Mother's Day with something enduring, classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pennants, and so much more. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off $500. This podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. That's pretty convenient if you're like me and live a thousand plus miles away from mom. So shop stress-free and find you forever piece go to bluenile.com today you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast there are recaps of mlb games with analysis from our local experts taking fans through the season like no other network it is free and available wherever you get your podcast just like us so matt brash sent down to triple a tacoma after struggling in his last few starts yesterday and Jerry DePoto talking to the media uh, yesterday said that um, the Mariners plan on transitioning him into uh, to a bullpen role. They want him uh, fully working as a reliever down in Tacoma, working on some things, working on his control, of course, because that was the biggest issue for him. Um, and they want to get him ramped up here so he can be a part of the bullpen down the stretch for them this year. What do you think about this, Colby? Um, not a Not a huge fan of it. Um, it we should we should stress that the move was not deemed permanent by the mm. Mariners, so it's not as if the map rash as a starter experiment is done forever. Um, but it does sound like it's probably done for this year. Obviously, there could be some injuries or some spot star type of scenario where you need him to to cover innings. But um, they really kind of sold it like it was the Edwin Diaz situation where. It's like, I mean, in a normal year, we would give him a chance to work this out. But since we're 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 in the middle of a playoff hunt, which on May 5th, already admitting that is noteworthy, um, we're going to we're going to put him in the bullpen. And that's kind of how they, they tried to sell it. I'm not a huge fan of this um, just because you don't. It doesn't take it doesn't take that long to transition into a bullpen role. Um, so it's not like this is something that they need to they need to work with him on for two months before they call him up. I mean, heck you could do it in a couple weeks if you need to. Uh, and the Mariners bullpen is in pretty good shape actually. So um, I would rather keep him stretched out kind of 
you know, uh, have that option available to you. Um, and, you know, if you, if you don't let him start for a month and he's just bullpen uh, for a month or so, and then you need him to start, you're probably only going to get three or four from him. Um, at most, that's the most he'll be able to go for a couple weeks until he gets stretched back out again. So not a huge fan of it. Um, mm-hmm. I would prefer they just kind of keep rolling him as a starter because, again, you can you can call up a guy from AAA Tacoma who's a starter and put him in the bullpen, and mm-hmm. he'll be fine. And there's enough veterans in the Mariners' bullpen that they could kind of you know, teach him uh, on the go. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm not, not a huge fan of it. Um, I, I don't think this means that there's – I don't think this means that there's no chance Brash eventually returns to the rotation, and I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think this means that the Mariners don't view him as a starter. I, I don't think that's what's happening here. I just think no. they're, they're pulling the trigger on this a little early. They could have waited a month um, because, like I said, the bullpen's in pretty good shape. And it's, it's going to get better. Sergio Romo's getting closer. Ken Giles a couple weeks away. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a little bit better uh, even than it is now. And it's already been pretty good. So I would have stretched mm-hmm. him out. And then in June, July, after I see George Kirby make a couple starts, um, maybe I've acquired Montes or Gallon or Merrill Kelly or whatever, right? Maybe I've acquired a starting pitcher or something. No. Um, then I would, I would start that transition. But um, not a huge fan of it. I get it from a win now scenario because Brash coming out of the bullpen could be absolutely filthy and a game yeah. changer. Um, I just I think it's a little too early to pull this trigger. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I do understand why they did it, and mm-hmm. I fully acknowledge the uh, possibility that he could return to the rotation next season. But doing this now and basically foregoing a full year of development for him stretched out uh, and instead having him you know work in a bullpen role where he's throwing harder than he would as a starter where he's taxing his arm a little bit more um, that's not super ideal to me yeah um, especially when you have so little pitching depth right now behind your your top five at the major league level. Because right mm-hmm. now you have Daniel Ponce de Leon uh, down in the uh, down in Tacoma, but he's not a forty man guy. You have Justice Sheffield, who the Mariners might not trust to start Clearly right now. They don't. Yeah, um, George Kirby, who who knows if he would perform better than Brash? We we think so, but you never know. He's a rookie pitcher as well that Probably, doesn't have major. But... Yeah, uh, but he's a rookie pitcher that doesn't have any major league seasoning. Same with Levi Stout. You have Riley O'Brien, but who knows if they only see him as a reliever. So it's just, you know, there may come a time where, yeah, you know, Matt Brash didn't give you a chance to win the last few starts that he made, but there might be a time where he's your only option or he would have been your only option to to start, um, or at least gives you the most upside out of your options. Uh, if if injuries pile up or, or what have you, it's just, um, you know, and I think that in the end says more about the state of the Mariners right now than anything. But still, I just given how things are currently situated, it's a little awkward to me doing this right now and saying, yeah, he's just going to be a reliever for us for the year. And look, I get it. You know, the a lot of starters have done this 
before guys that have turned into starters. Chris Sale was a reliever for two, for his first two seasons in Major League Baseball and developed into one of the you know most dominant starters in baseball for a, for a good stretch there. Um, you know, we've all we also, of course, saw it with Edwin Diaz, where he turned into one of the best relievers in baseball after they you know fully transitioned him. And I'm not saying that Matt Brash couldn't be a weapon. And honestly, he's probably going to be more useful to the 2022 Mariners as a reliever than as a starter. Way more useful. But to do it right now at the start of May and not even let him stretch out a little bit down in Tacoma and see if he can work through his issues that way. And maybe, you know, maybe he figures some stuff out and then they can bring him back up and he could be a part of the rotation. Like, I just, this just feels way too early to do this. I think it was inevitable that it was going to happen. I was, I'm totally fine with the idea of him coming out of the bullpen at some point this year. But to do it right now, when you've only played 26 games, I just, uh, I, I just, I think that's too quick of a, of a trigger pull there by the, uh, by the Mariners. And I just, I kind of, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not necessarily worried about Brash and his development, you know, but but I, because again, we've seen guys like this be able to, you know, work as a relief for a couple of years, then transition back to the rotation. But it it just, it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't seem ideal doing this this early and taxing his arm like this because he is going to throw harder naturally. He's going to throw, throw that slider harder. And, you know, there's been some concerns about his durability because of his size. So, like, you know, I, I, I also kind of worry a little bit about that and maybe, you know, um, putting too much on him right out of the gate here. But we'll see how it goes. The uh, the Mariners, of course, and Jerry DePoto and Andy McKay and, and all those guys, they, of course, know a lot more than, than we do about this situation. So I'll put my trust in them. And they've been pretty good with their pitching development decisions. I just, from the outside looking in, though, I just, I do have concerns about it, and I'm a little con- confused uh, as to why it happened so early. Um, but I did expect it in the end, so I guess it doesn't matter in the end if uh, if we're just here at the inevitable. Um, all right, so we got Logan Gilbert on the bump tonight for the uh, for the Mariners, and um, hopefully, hopefully that gives the M's a, a pretty good shot of. Uh, Getting over this uh, four-game losing streak, we'll we'll see. We'll talk about it in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder: this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So, Colby, we got Logan Gilbert on the bump. He's still been fantastic. He's only given up two earned runs up to this point this season. He's coming off of a AL Pitcher of the Month award. What are you, uh, what are you hoping to see out of Gilbert in his second start against the Rays this year? Um, to be a little crisper with his control than he has been the last two times out, um, hasn't really affected him yet. Um, but we are talking about seven walks in his last two starts. That's, that's playing with fire. Um, particularly with a lineup as, as, uh, as good as Tampa's is. So, um, yeah, I want to see him be more aggressive in the strike zone. Uh, it'd be nice to see, you know, the slider. Uh, really work. Um, it was the off-speed stuff wasn't bad last time out. In fact, the off-speed stuff was 
better than his than his fastball even um, in Miami, and it's really what allowed him to go five and two thirds while only giving up a, a run. Um, but I would like to see him uh, really control the fastball, uh, mm-hmm. keep that off speed stuff where it was last time out, uh, yep. and maybe this time let's let's get through six six full innings. Um, it's kind of the one thing Gilbert mm-hmm. hasn't done. He hasn't gotten amazingly deep into games five and two thirds a couple times i think six innings once um let's let's get to six tonight let's let's again let's ease off some of the pressure on the bullpen uh it is in pretty good shape right now so that's good yeah. um but again let's you're probably not gonna have seawall tonight uh i i mean he only threw 16 pitches but we'll see if they want to use him back to back so soon after his, his covet issue by the way quick side note on paul seawall last night the mm-hmm. race swung at four of his pitches. They missed all four. So one hundred percent whiff rate, baby. Um, but uh yeah, it's he's got to control the fastball. He has to throw for strikes. Kind of struggled with that in Tampa and Miami. It wasn't so bad that it ruined his outing, but it did create, you know, unnecessary traffic and unnecessary pitch count issues. So mm-hmm. control the fastball, throw for strikes, and just kind of maintain the breaking stuff you've had over the last two starts. And Gilbert could go six or seven of, of really quality baseball tonight. But it all comes down to that fastball control. Yeah, and to your point, um, there you know walks have been a little bit of an issue for him as well here uh, over the last couple mm-hmm. starts, and they weren't an issue for him in his first uh, few starts before the um, what was it the Tampa start that he had. Um, yeah, seven walks in his last few starts. Would like to see that go down. Would like to see him be able to put hitters away earlier on in the count. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it would be beneficial for him to finally get deeper into a ball game here and, and you know, give the Mariners six, seven, eight innings, hopefully, because um, we haven't really seen that a lot from Gilbert. So uh, just being able to uh, put guys away quicker, uh, I would say, is is the key for me uh, with Gilbert tonight. Um, so uh, only, uh, who- only gone more than six innings in one of his starts this Mm -hmm. year so so the thing yeah so the thing that we need to mention here for for folks watching who might not know the game tonight is not going to be on root sports it is going to be on apple tv plus uh you do not have to have an apple tv subscription to watch it though uh it is free to watch you just have to have the app um, and it's on everything. It's on video game consoles. It's on smart TVs. It's on your laptop. You can watch it pretty much anywhere that you have a device. Uh, but yeah, you do not need a subscription for it, um, which is the good thing. It's still annoying, though, that you have to go on their silly little platform to watch the baseball game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so that's just a quick heads up there for uh, for folks that might tune in to, to root tonight and uh, not see the game on and wonder what's going on. Um, so uh, who do we have uh, going for the uh, for the Rays tonight? Do you know? Because le- yesterday it said Shea McClanahan again for the second time in a row, which, uh, yeah, that would yes, be uh, something to see. Yeah. Um, it is Matt Whistler. So the same formula, I believe. Okay. The la- I believe Gilbert's previous start against Tampa was also a bullpen day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Whistler The one game that the Mariners won, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Whistler is going to throw a lot of sliders. I know. Mm. I know. It's, it's, mm. that, that's it's, really going out there. That's quite the bold prediction. It is, man. It is. I, I, think, I think he's probably going to lean heavily on that slider. 
should probably go up there and not even look for anything but the slider. Mm. Um, What's like the said, slider rate at? Isn't it like 80 something percent or something crazy like that? Yeah. Um, I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty sure it's in the high 70s or low 80s. Um, yeah, so screw the fastball. If you can throw three fastballs down the middle in a row, then fine, whatever. Yeah. But uh, anything that starts on the outer third of the plate, you should probably just take because it's probably going to break um, mm-hmm. outside. Uh, <laughs> so we were off. Um, oh, okay. He has thrown a total of 202 pitches this year. Mm-hmm. 188 have been sliders, 93% slider. So you should probably go up there and hunt the slider. That'd be my suggestion. Do whatever you want. Um, I don't know, man. I, he, I know. Right. 7% of the time he's not throwing that slider. So you got you to gotta watch out for that 7%. <laughs> By the way, last year, 90, 91% of the time slider. So I think maybe you might get the slider. So maybe be aggressive on that. That By the way, if you're an MLB TV guy, um, you still have to watch the game on Apple uh, TV Plus or whatever it's called. So I am an MLB. It's the only TV place you can guy. watch it. Yes, yeah. so, I, I would assume that I can watch it on my phone because I'm going to be in Toronto tonight, so I'm yes. not going to be at home. But I, I, Ooh, I would assume that I can watch it. Yeah, going to the big, premiere. Of, big, big city tie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going, going to, to see a movie first. premiere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, movie premiere. I'm gonna get all dressed up, which is to say, I'm just going to wear this shirt. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, you should at least and, wear uh, a bow tie. I mean, yeah, I could like just right around my neck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't think a, I don't think a bow tie would work with this shirt. There is no button after you could wear this. like one of those really thick ties. Oh, okay, yeah, from like yeah. the nineties, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and a top hat, of course. Of course, have to wear a top hat. Yes, when you go to the theater, you have to wear a top hat. (laughs) Theater, and that's spelled with an R before the E because, of course, I am. Yeah, well, and also Canada, Um, because Canada has to be special with everything. You know, we we go to the Rogers Centre, not the Rogers Center, uh, when we go see a baseball game. (laughs) Call what you want; it's still ugly. (laughs) It it is. Apparently, they're making some changes in the next five years or something like that they have a plan Ooh. to they they use the words we want to turn it into more of a ballpark which i mean that would be my hope when you're building a baseball stadium <laughs> is to make it more like a ballpark i yeah when, when I that has to be your focus for your remodeling plan uh you did something wrong when you uh built the stadium i would say <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, I am not a fan of uh, of the Rogers Center. It is uh, not a great baseball experience, and uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to uh, experience that for three days next week when the Mariners come up here. Uh, but who cares? Because it's my first time seeing the Mariners for the first time in three years. So, are you I am going to all three? Whatsoever. Absolutely. You know it. Dude, you I haven't seen it. the Mariners in three years. Of course, I'm going all three times. Just wait until they get uh, swept in, in Toronto, guys, and it'll all be Ty's fault. Uh, okay. No, they. Well, the they last have time you were there, wasn't you say Kikuchi the no no? Well, no, no, no. The last time I was there, you say Kikuchi had like one of his three best starts in a Mariners uh, uniform. The is that the nine inning like one run? Yeah, he, that... yeah, it was like a one run nine inning game, like a complete yeah, game. Yeah, complete game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the time um, before that is when you saw the Paxton no no right twenty eighteen. Yes. Yeah, I saw the Paxson no-no, and then so uh, 
they lost with Wade LeBlanc on the bump the next night. That was frustrating. D. Gordon got hurt, and that basically, like, he was off to a great start, and then oh, that yeah, just derailed everything. Yeah, yeah, and then Jay that Hall. derailed everything. Yeah, and then that that derailed everything for D. And then uh, and then the next night, uh, Kyle Seeger hit a grand slam. That was fun. That was fun to watch. So it wasn't all Kyle Seeger probably wouldn't be playing in today's game in in this week's this year's <laughs> game. Anyways, um, yeah. By the way, that's something to keep an, um, uh, an eye on, guys. Not going to provide any commentary for this, but remember that Toronto, Canada, is requiring visiting players to be vaccinated. So if a Mariner magically goes on the restricted list before they head out to Toronto. Yeah. Draw your own conclusions, but that's what it means. Um, so, uh, yeah, that is something to keep an eye on. So, um, and at this point it's, it's too late. I mean, so yeah, we'll see. That's gonna, that's gonna be weird too. Right. Cause I, I think they go to New York first, then go to Toronto, then go back into the U S to go play Boston. So uh, same road trip. They're going to have to maybe do some maneuvering there with the roster. We'll see how that goes. But that's a discussion for a, another day down the line. Right now, our focus is on the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Mariners need to get back in the win column. Uh, that would be nice. That would behoove them to uh, win some baseball games against some good baseball teams. Uh, start doing that a little bit more often. Um yeah, I would like to see them, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, Colby. I'm going to say that I would like to see them score more runs than the other team tonight. I believe they're undefeated when they do that, so that would be a good mm. strategy. That's a that's a, that's a a good stat. You should tweet that out. I'll have to run the numbers, but I'm pretty sure they're undefeated. So. Yeah, you might, you might get some clout for that. I mean, someone will still good. yell at you for some reason, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's... Good. Yeah, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners podcast. Look at you. <laughs> for Colby Batnode, who is uh, just absolutely thrilled right now, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11, the C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate your support. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked On MLB podcast. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It is free wherever you get your podcast, just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Go M's. Please win a ball game. Thank you.